Welcome to episode one of the Adam and Kelly Talk Nerdy podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Kelly. And we're just two friends who have had a lot of nerdy conversations over the past few years and decided to start recording them. So, uh, hey, man, how's it going? Oh, good, man. How you doing? Doing all right. Did, uh, did you end up going to that toy show thing that you sent me the link for? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I took my youngest there yesterday. We went, did a loop for a couple hours. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was a local convention. A lot of the folks that were selling vintage toys, um, you know, specialty toys, things like that. Um, it was down at the fairgrounds here. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. I wanted to go so bad. And then either between the kid or the wife, some one of them brought a cold into the house and I felt like crap and did not want to be out spreading germs or just be out. So, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of had to, had to push that one off this time. Oh, that's a bummer, but yeah, probably a good idea. It was pretty packed. Was it? it? Well, that's good. Shoulder. That's awesome. I'm glad glad it was a good turnout. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Any, any local toy shops that you want to, you want to call out? Um, well, I mean, the whole thing is organized by my favorite one, Yo Toys. Um, they're up there on Juan Tabo here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and they definitely the best vintage toy shop in town, in my opinion. And we're going to, I will throw a, a link or some kind of a link in like the Instagram post or um, the show notes to them uh, just to kind of see if we can can throw a little business their way. Supporting, oh, yeah, supporting something local is always cool, so... Yeah, especially so, these two. They're great. Very cool. So yesterday was Veterans Day. Did you uh, did you all get some some uh, free Applebee's or anything? <laughs> you know, it's totally I totally forgot. Oh yeah, you know what? I did have to buy clothes from my youngest though, and I did get a discount from J.C. because it was Veterans Day. Hey, that's something. Um, so that worked yeah, I nor- out. I normally do a normally do like a hike, some kind of hike, but again, just with the feeling crummy it didn't didn't work out this year so oh well i i've avoided the uh all the the free food things it just sounds like a sounds like it'd be chaotic (laughs) that's not my that's not my jam yeah i uh i haven't gone to get a free food thing in a long time because it's usually crowded exactly Um, yeah no and (laughs) no 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 shade or hate against applebee's or anybody else but you know I mean, it's fine for what it is, but it's not worth standing in line to get, you know, free, free pancakes or burger or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very good diplomatic answer. <laughs> I try, I try. My uh, my youngest, he likes Applebee's. He thinks that's like the the uh, pinnacle of, um, you know, of, of American cuisine right there. Yeah, and I, I probably did at his age too. <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So anything else? Uh, what else have we been up to? Anything? Um, not really. What have you been up to? Um, last weekend, the the boy took me or took me, drug me. I paid. I took him. Uh, but we went and saw the Five <laughs> Nights at Freddy's movie. Uh, he'd been he'd been chomping at the bit since they announced it, and watching it on on Peacock wasn't enough. So we had to go to the theater for that, and it was fine. It was you know. It was a good entry-level horror movie for a for an almost twelve-year-old. wasn't wasn't too scary or gory, but it was fun. Um, Matthew Lillard, who is a a mainstay of, I mean, Scream and those kind of movies. You know that he it's always fun to see him pop up and stuff. So uh, other than that, not not too much. Did a high class weekend. Yeah, just enjoying the the fall cool fall weather. Oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, I haven't been brave enough to go see Five Nights at Freddy's yet. <laughs> um, did uh, did any of your kids see it? Yeah, my my youngest went and saw it. Uh, my youngest is obsessed with Five Nights and Freddy's. Um, right. So I got the whole download in the car ride the other day about the whole lore and history of it and everything. I mean, it's it's one of those things and, that I've um, accepted that that it's not we're not the target demographic for it. It's it's our kids. My all my kids have seen it and loved it, and you know it was it was fine, but it wasn't uh it's not geared for us. It's definitely geared for the the younger generation. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, but you know what? We can look forward to the day when our kids are in their forties and they're making a podcast talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
podcast. That'll, that'll, be, <laughs> that'll, that'll be what the old people did back in the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> they'll, they'll be they'll be beaming well, this information directly do. into each other's brains or something. <laughs> they will, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. do we want to jump into uh, into a couple topics, or and then uh, and then kind of the main the main show topic, or? Well, yeah. Or do we want to do current events? Yeah, yeah. You can go ahead and start. Okay. Um, yeah. So this one was kind of a bummer for me because I'm a huge fan of this guy's movies, but it sounds like, so Bruce Willis recently diagnosed with an aggressive form of dementia, um, which is sad. I was just reading an article as uh, youngest daughter to Lula uh, was saying that he's nonverbal now. Ah, that's but awful. It's still able to interact in other ways. I know. Yeah. Such a bummer. Cause you know, Bruce Willis, I think my absolute all-time favorite movie, the one I can watch over any other movie anytime, is Fifth Element. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, yeah. You know, so yeah. And he's and he's not that old. I mean, he's only sixty-eight, which is you know, it's too young for for that. You know, you would think it's uh, yeah, really sad. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna yeah, it's gonna I, make. I thought. Oh no! Go ahead. Oh, I thought we'd get at least a couple more Die Hard movies out of. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say it's gonna make watching, you know, my my annual Christmas uh, season viewing of Die Hard a little more uh, a little more somber. Yeah, because that is that is one that you know it's it's an annual it's an annual tradition in in my house. If if the older kids don't want to watch it, I'll watch it by myself at least once during the season. Because <laughs> it is a Christmas movie, despite what anybody says. Yes, 100% agree. Die Hard <laughs> is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's too bad. Like, it seemed like his. Uh, I mean, he was he was huge in the in the 90s and early 2000s, and then it seems like kind of the last few 10 years or so has all been kind of direct to video or I guess you know direct to VOD type stuff. But you know, yeah, he'll always he'll always have a he'll always have a soft or I'll always have a soft spot for him for his movies. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, good thing is he'll he'll live on because I think he he did a lot of movies that are going to be loved for a long time. Oh, a hundred percent. Did you ever watch Moonlighting with him and? Um... Uh, no. And I I think we were probably too young for that, but I know that was like I mean it was definitely a big a big show and you know it was more of a comedy and I think when he when he jumped into action into the action role it was kind of a it was a big deal. It was kind of like, I guess, Tom Hanks jumping into drama. Um, <laughs> you know, when when you're known for for being a comedic actor, but yeah, I um, I was too young for it because I have very clear memories of being sent to bed because Moonlighting was coming on, and my parents wanted to watch it. <laughs> my 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 first like, I guess, reference to Moonlighting really was when Lois and Clark came out. There was a lot of comparisons of the, you know, will they or won't they? And then I guess, you know, people said that Moonlighting went downhill after they did get together. And then, you know, well, that happened to Lois and Clark. And as a, you know, 13, 14 year old reading Entertainment Weekly or Wizard Magazine, that was those references were kind of my introduction to to that show. Um, it wasn't until I got older that I really, really knew what it was, I think. And it wasn't something that really lived on. Oh, in, yeah. It wasn't something that really lived on in repeats or, you know, reruns that I remember. I never, never saw it like other shows did. Yeah, that's true. You know, never made the Nick at Night circuit or anything like that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of an interesting thing. Um, yeah. And then you had a, you had another item kind of in the same vein. Yeah. Um. So this kind of got, kind of got swept. I, I wouldn't say swept under the rug, but. With with Matthew Perry dying, that kind of took all the news. But a couple of days before he passed away, uh, Richard Mole died, who was the um, he's best known, I think, by by people of our generation and probably you know our parents' generation as Bull on Night Court, the uh, the big, tall, goofy, bald bailiff. Um, and uh, I mean that show was classic. Uh, you know John Larroquette, and I mean I, I loved Night Court. My mom my mom hated it. She hated me watching it. Um, it was a little, I guess, a little racy, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, by, by 80s sitcom standards. Um, 
But I wanted to mention him not because of Night Court, uh, which was enough, but he was, and I just recently rewatched this a couple days ago. Um, he was the the first villain on the first episode of Highlander the series. So they'd made the Highlander movie, and I think they'd made the second one, which was an abomination. Um, but then in the, in, I think around 1990, 1991, uh, Highlander, the, the TV series, was was introduced. And uh, he played a character, character called Slade. Um, and he was the first, yeah, the first bad guy on that show. And that show lasted six or seven seasons. Um, but, and he was also, he also did some voice acting quite a bit. Um, but the one that he was probably most notable, he was the voice of Harvey Dent and Two-Face on Batman the Animated Series, which I think for, at least for me, that was a, uh, you know, that was a big part of, of growing up in the 90s was, was that show. I mean, it was a, a smart, well-written, well-done cartoon um, in the Batman mythos. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, it is, that was a it was a great animated series. Well, and and it always amazes me how many celebrities did do voice acting for that. Oh yeah, um, I mean obviously obviously uh, uh, Mark Hamill was you know probably the one of the most uh, iconic. Yeah, like I've I've definitely heard in you know at Comic Con and things arguments over whether or not Mark Mark Hamill is really more famous for being Luke or more famous for being the Joker <laughs> amongst certain circles. <laughs> Yeah, that's a. I mean, it's he. He was great in that. I mean, that was a that was a great show. Um, the the actress played a Harley Quinn. She just recently passed away. Also, um, she was another you know iconic uh, iconic voice for that and developing that character. Um, Tim Curry. Oh, I guess Tim Curry was originally going to be the Joker, but then Mark Hamill got it. But yeah, it had a fantastic fantastic characters yeah it did but yeah um yeah but richard mole yeah he um yeah and it, it's crazy he had so many parts and so many other things because i'm just looking at his tv you, you look at uh, imdb or, or wikipedia i mean he he worked he yeah a, i mean the a team um yeah remington steel just everything working mindy yeah i mean he's on everything um yeah morgan mindy night court what was the last oh highlander dr quinn medicine woman <laughs> right babylon 5 baywatch i mean if if you made it on baywatch that means you're somebody right <laughs> <laughs> but not baywatch nights so you know maybe that's a good thing no this this was <laughs> baywatch original flavor right <laughs> yeah yep richard mole rest in peace that uh yeah he'll he was he's another one he'll live on at least for at least for me and you know other other dorks who uh you know will remember remember those roles yep rest in peace richard mole okay well and on to something a little bit more fun and light uh nintendo finally announced that they are developing a live action legend of zelda movie uh, which I am excited about. <laughs> I I will I will remain cautiously optimistic. Um, video game movies, whoo, it's uh it's they've gotten better I guess, but it's it's been hit or miss. Yeah, they have. Oh man, I mean, th this could almost be a future episode topic about you know comic book and video game movie adaptations and kind of the evolution they took. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I think the Super Mario movie that came out a little while ago kind of leaves me pretty optimistic about this one. Um, because the uh, the creator of, of Legend of Zelda is going to be a producer on the movie, and he was a producer on the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. Um, uh, I always forget. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. Okay. Um, he's heavily involved in both of them, so I think that gives me hope. At least, uh, hoping we just don't have a repeat of the uh, 1990 uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> what, what, whatever do you mean? That was that was like one of the greatest movies ever made. 
That, that movie baffles me because you have a cast that's a very good cast. I mean, Bob Hoskins, yes. John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper, Samantha Mathis, and you, you make it an abomination of a movie. Oh, yes, it is. It was. That thing was a train wreck and, and probably taught in film school as how to not make a film. <laughs> You know, I always said that would be the one if, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's passed now, but if I'd ever got a chance to meet Dennis Hopper, like at a con or something, I would have, I'd have bought a VHS copy of, uh, of the Super Mario Brothers movie to have him sign it. <laughs> Just to see not, how not Easy it Rider, <laughs> not, you know, not uh, Apocalypse Now. Oh, nope. It would be the Super Mario oh, Brothers Mario. movie. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Yeah, that should oh, be yeah. fun. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully they've learned their lessons from from previous uh, adaptations that didn't turn out too well, and they'll they'll develop a good story, but still stay faithful to the to the source material. You know, uh, however much they can. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, I think with Legend of Zelda, the the source material has a real story behind it. Because, I mean, you know, Super Mario Brothers movie, it's like, you know, a plumber fell down a pipe and went to the land of mushrooms. Right. <laughs> you know, and they made a movie out of that. But The, the, fir- the first but, game you know, really Legend of have... Zelda is like, you know. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. The first game didn't have a story at all. That, that um, was in the first, actually, Super, Mario, the the first that... Super Mario Brothers game, you know, with really there's no there's no plot. I don't know how they even thought to develop a movie based on that. And then, um <laughs> You know, Zelda was kind of the first open world, at least I can remember, first open world video game that, you know, had a big map that you could explore, and there's a lot you can do with just that. Oh, yeah, I I think it really was, um, because I, it just, it was, just, it blew everyone's mind when it came out, you know, and also it was uh, another big thing about Nintendo was it was one of the first Nintendo games where you could save, I still have my gold cartridge game, and I still have an unfinished. I think I've got two two levels left that never have never finished, and it's still saved. Oh man! <laughs> so you just left Link hanging for. Two I did. I, I, should, I should go back. I wonder if the battery. <laughs> I think there's a battery in the cartridge that keeps the you know keeps the position saved and everything. Um, I mean, yes. At some point, at some point, that's going to die. I would imagine, but maybe not. Maybe they uh, they developed a battery technology yeah, think, that we needed. Um, I think I watched a video where somebody took one apart. I think it's just one of those coin batteries. Oh, okay. Um, which means theoretically you can replace it. Yeah. Um, if you can open the cartridge up carefully, and of course, when you replace it, you'll lose it because you'll take the battery out. But right. But you can make it to where it'll save again. Right. Right. Uh, I'll try but yeah, that so sometime. Legend of Zelda movie. Yeah, that, that, that should be fun. Do they have? Is it still just in the early developmental stages, or do they have a writer, director, cast, or anything? Oh, um, yeah, they've. Yeah, I mean, they've. They're just announcing things. So it's uh, Miyamoto is going to be uh, one of the co-producers, and then they want Maze Runner director Wes Ball. Huh, is supposed okay. to be directing the movie. Now that the strikes are over, they can, you know, hopefully get some traction and get that going. Yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, I think they hadn't planned to start until now. But yeah, the strike's over, so they should be going. But yeah, I mean, my kids loved Maze Runner. You know, it was sort of a tween action movie. But it right. had a very video game feel to it. Yeah, it'll be fun to pick. <laughs> be fun to follow the uh, follow the development of see how see how it goes. All right, uh, should we take a quick break and then come back and kind of get to our main topic? Yeah, let's do that. All right. And we're back, Kelly. What was your first introduction? Do you remember what your first introduction to uh, to video games were? Or were they just always kind of uh, there? Yeah. No, I remember my first introduction was I had an aunt and uncle, and they had one of those Pong machines. Oh, yeah. Was that Atari, or was it No, this was pre-Atari. It was a, okay. it, this was one of those ones that was just Pong. No cartridges, no nothing. It was a little wood box and literally had two sticks. They were on the box, so you I had rem- to sit I two remember feet away from those. the TV. Yes, yes, I remember that. Somebody had one of those. That's great. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, they were very much a novelty. Didn't sell a ton of units, but yeah, there was always somebody's friend or yeah, a relative that had one. So yeah, that was my very first introduction to video games. And um, then, uh, and then, I mean, you grew up in a small town as well. Did was there a was there a pizza parlor or arcade or anything in in your hometown? Yeah, we had Pizza Hut. Amazingly enough. And did they have video and, games? Yeah, they did. They had that Pac-Man that's a table. Oh yeah. Yeah, they had that one. I would play it a little bit, not a lot, because my mom would never give me quarters. But <laughs> right. <laughs> um. But yeah, I played played a lot of tabletop Pac-Man back in the day. How about you? What was your first uh, introduction to video games? So, and my mom's told the story multiple times, but I think it was like for my fifth birthday, fourth or fifth. Um, there was a pizza place in my hometown. Uh, Boinkles Pizza in Juneau, Alaska, and uh, they had they had video games. It was you know they had two locations and they had like a video. It was it was the only arcade we had in town. Um, but that was a it was kind of a mainstay for for birthday parties. Uh, and before that, I'd just go and I mean you probably did this with your kids too when they were little, but let them go. Play, quote play the games but not actually feed any any money into it um and they were little enough that they didn't realize but my older sister gave me you know a bunch of quarters and that's when i realized that oh when you when you had quarters you could play the game for real and my mom was my mom was ticked at her about that because that meant every time we went to bowling calls <laughs> i'd i'd want quarters so uh <laughs> The, the the days of keeping the bowl okay. over your kid's eye was uh was done, but so that was. So were, they, they, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Corrupted by the older sister. Corrupted <laughs> by my older sister. Yep. Um, and I remember they had they had uh some Star Wars games. They had one that was like the the pod or not the pod racer, um the speed the speeder bikes. Uh, you could you know buzz through the forest, in in eight bit glory, but yeah that was. I, mean, I spent over the years. I spent a lot of quarters in uh, in video games in uh, at Bullwinkles. That was, and then uh, and then later, my uh, my friend had a Commodore 64, and so we played games at his house. And then I eventually got one used, um, and that was you know pretty much what it was for was games. You know, put a put a floppy disk in and boot off the boot off the disk and play whatever games. I had a bunch. I had. Uh, We'd copy copy discs and give them to each other and stuff. And remember, there was Doctor J versus Larry Bird one on one basketball. And then, uh, and then when I was about ten, I think I got a a Nintendo. It was a little bit late to the to the party with that, but I still have it. My my original NES. Thirty some years later. Oh wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I had a I had, I had a friend with a Commodore sixty four also, but um. Yeah, you know, it's funny, though, he, um, this was my friend that was really, really bright, um, you know, really, really smart, and he, he was programming on it. Wow. And I'd go over and he would show me the programs he was writing on it. Yeah, it's my, it's my friend Sam I grew up with. He was, he was one of the, he was always sitting in the back of class reading a book, you know, and we'd be in like calculus in high school and teacher would be like sam you're not paying attention he'd just look up at the board and go the answer is blah 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 and go back to his book (laughs) oh i hated people like that (laughs) yeah um but yeah he was like that from when we were kids um but yeah he had the commodore 64 but he didn't want to play the games they gave him he wanted to make his own that's impressive (laughs) i i definitely was not that motivated or you know did not have that kind of skill at all yeah neither did i not not till much much later um yeah and then i think about the same thing i got i got an nes when i was about 10 i think is when i finally got it did you ever rent a nintendo before you bought one i don't think so um i remember my when one of the neighborhoods we lived in uh some of the other neighbor kids had a nintendo and so we'd play at their house i don't i remember renting games but i don't think i ever rented a system oh okay yeah i um i remember my mom actually before we bought it uh this is a thing they used to do i we used to we would rent the whole nintendo and a game from 
uh, either the grocery store because they rented games or rented videos at the time or Blockbuster did for a while. Um, so, yeah, I remember it used to be she'd let me have some friends over for Friday night and we'd go rent a Nintendo and pick out a game. And get, um, and get pizza and then, pizza and jolt cola. Yeah, or I think we well, I think we got oven baked pizza. Oh, okay. Fancy. Uh, well, you know, I lived out in the country. Uh, we didn't get delivery. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was so fun. I remember, you know, and we would just and we would just play that heck out of this game because we knew it was going back in two days. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, if you did, <coughs> excuse me, if you didn't finish it, you'd uh, yeah, you weren't going to get another chance until you were able to run it again. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I think I did that for about a year, um, and then I think my mom was convinced that I liked it enough, and I got it for Christmas. Did you get the uh, the, the two pack uh, Super Nintendo or Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt with it? Um, yeah, yeah, I got the uh, I got the one that had the Zapper and Duck Hunt. Um, yeah, and I I loved Duck Hunt. Um, well, because I grew up in Kansas, where you know hunting was a real thing. Uh, we did a lot of pheasant. I did a lot of pheasant hunting with my dad. Uh, and then I was like, oh, this is amazing. They made a video game out of it. I can do it without a, without a license and out of season. Yeah, and I could stand two inches away from the TV and just, <laughs> just blast every them. Time. <laughs> yeah, just blast them. Yeah, just was always disappointed. You can never shoot that dog. Yeah. I know, and there's <laughs> always rumors. Did, did, did you ever have those friends who had the rumors like, oh, yeah, you can shoot the dog if you do it right or whatever. And like, no, you can't. Yes. Yeah, I think you always oh, had that friend that was convinced my, my, they were shooting a dog. My cousin's my cousin's best friend's girlfriend's brother said you could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and you just realized that that kid thought he shot the dog because the dog would just go back down in the grass. Right. And then you'd argue with him. You're like, you're not shooting the dog. I am too. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now, did you did you get any other uh, video games, uh, consoles, or anything growing up, or is that was it with just the NES? Um, no, I had the NES, and then Super Nintendo came out, and when Super Nintendo came out, I had a paper route, and so I bought it. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and it was funny. I bought the Super Nintendo, and I bought, and this was a this was like. Uh, Super Nintendo had its own zapper, but it was like a bazooka, so you had to hold it on your shoulder. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think a lot. I don't think they sold a lot of them, but I bought one. But yeah, the the zapper for Super Nintendo was like a bazooka. You had to hold it on your shoulder, and it had it had all the buttons from the controller on top of the bazooka, so you could play these games where you'd push a button and your character would would run or jump or whatever, and then you could pull the trigger and fire the bazooka um yeah and i i had this the only game i ever had for that was some game where like robots flew in with jetpacks and you had to shoot them um, was it like a was it like a first person shooter type game or was it still like si- side scroll no it was first person because they were facing you and so you know you know, you had to point at different parts of the TV and hit them. Now, the one thing I do remember was I actually could take the bazooka because it had a sight on it. Yeah, I actually could stand 10 feet back from the TV like you were supposed to and actually hit stuff with it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But the game it came with worked because you just stood there and the robots flew in and you shoot them. Um, but they had other games that didn't work so well because they tried to have you running around and that, that just... You're like, after an hour of holding this thing on your shoulder, you were like, oh, I'm done. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. Nintendo was really uh, was really thinking kids had more stamina than they did. <laughs> right? Well, then, I mean, I guess they invented the Wii, you know, 15, 20 years later. And so there was something to it, maybe. Yeah, that, well, yeah, and actually that's true. Um, that has always been Nintendo's strength. Nintendo has always tried to have different ways to interact with their uh, consoles besides just pushing buttons. Right. Um, which I think is one of the reasons that they've always stayed relevant, even with PlayStation and Xbox coming out with crazy things like Halo and, and Call of Duty. Um, but I think Nintendo's always just been more focused on just plain being fun. Which is why I've always been a Nintendo kid. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. 
Yeah, they've they've kind of yeah. kept it. They've, they've kept uh, for the most part, their games are are for everybody, or you know, at least can be played by everybody. Whereas you know, Halo, Call of Duty, you know, are more are more mature and you know more. I guess the violence is more less fantasy, more realistic, which uh, limits or arguably should limit the uh, the audience to you know a bit older. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I definitely think of Xbox and PlayStation as like something that teenagers and young adults buy, or I, I guess right. old adults <laughs> these days. Yeah, yeah. Whereas um, whereas uh, Nintendo's still it's it's the family console. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, yeah. What about you? What did you get anything after your NES growing up? So not not when I was a kid. Um, just the NES, and then as an adult, I've had. I mean, I bought used. I used PS One at one point, and then a, a PS Two, and then we have a PS Three that that I got uh, for Christmas ten years ago now, um, around the same time the PS Four came out. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really keep up. I've never been like the or the early adopter or anything with with video game systems. Funny enough, though, my my eleven year old, almost twelve year old, bought a uh, bought a PlayStation Two from our neighbor who was selling it and a bunch of games. Um, he saved up some birthday money and stuff and made the deal and and bought a PlayStation Two. I was like, well, if I would have known, you know, ten ten plus years ago, I would have I would have kept mine. But it's funny how how uh, at least my kids enjoy the enjoy the retro stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. PlayStation Two is retro now. I keep I still think of that as the new one. Right. Well, well, now I mean, you look at you look at the graphics for like the new games. Like, I I would love to get uh, one of the one of the new Playstations and the new Spider-Man game looks so cool. The just just swinging around New York would be would be so much fun. Oh yeah, my um, one of my younger coworkers has that game and he loves it. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, just man, after a, after a stressful day at work, just jump on that and spend. 15 20 minutes I, don't, I wouldn't even have to fight anybody or play any story stuff just, just go swing around <laughs> just check out new york be like it'd be like zen <laughs> that'd be awesome so what yeah, about that's... the uh, what what about like the retro pie stuff have you gotten into any of that or no i haven't messed with that yet um mostly because when i started thinking about it you know raspberry pies were hard to get there for a while right so I got distracted, went on to other projects, uh, and I haven't circled back yet. Now, uh, have, did you hear about the new uh, the new Atari, the retro Atari that's coming out? No. I think it's going to be out this month, if I'm not like, like for the holiday season, basically. And it is, it's like a hundred bucks. It has it has like a built-in it has built-in games, but then it also has you can play old cartridges on it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's that's a really cool idea. So you know, I mean, it's it's like retro pie, but uh, Atari Atari twenty six hundred plus. Sorry, I was like googling while I was looking for it. Uh, one hundred twenty nine bucks, one hundred thirty bucks. Uh, comes out November seventeenth. So as of this recording, in less than a week. But yeah, you can play. Uh, it has. It looks like the original one, uh, but it's backwards compatible. Uh, it's got a 10-in-1 game cartridge that has a bunch of the classic games, but then you can, if you have some sitting around or find some in flea markets or whatever, you can uh, you can play the old games. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, there was, at that toy thing I was at uh, yesterday, there was a bunch of guys trying to sell cartridges. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've gone to all kinds of, all kinds of those stores, and, I mean, we've bought, I bought Nintendo games from them, but this, this is about to... Uh, the the retro uh, Atari cartridge is about to become a lot more valuable if people can play them again. Oh yeah, def yeah, definitely. I could see the yeah, I could see the price going up on them because before I think it was kind of like oh look, I bought this cartridge and I put it on my shelf. Right. Or, may or maybe I have the one Atari that's still working. Well, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you can play, you'll probably play most of those games on, you know, on RetroPie or, you know, just downloading them. But I think there's something pretty cool about being able to, you know, the tactile feel of being able to pop a cartridge in and, and uh, play an old game. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that would be a big part of it. Um, I'd be curious. Yeah. I'd be curious. I mean, I, hopefully Atari cartridges are built in the as well as the uh, the Nintendo ones are that they're still working 40 years later, 35, 40 years later. Oh yeah, I mean, I I would be willing to bet they probably still work. I mean, they're just they're just chips. There's no moving parts. They're not mechanical hard drives. Right. Yeah, I'm sure they I'm sure they work fine. Probably outlive us all. It's going to be now, what the, uh, the aliens find in a million years. Bunch just, of, just Atari. Just pit, just copies of Pitfall. Ooh. <laughs> could be worse. It could be the uh, the ET game. Yeah. So ho- hopefully they don't find the ET game. They're gonna wonder well, what you, was wrong with us. They uh they they dug a bunch of those up a few years ago, and that was Atari. So man, I bet if if any of those cartridges that they buried and and people recovered, I mean I bet those things are gonna go for for a ridiculous amount of money. Now that you can play them on a you know, on this new uh, Atari system. Oh, yeah. I bet they will. Um, yeah. Be a bunch of YouTubers going, look, I played this terrible game on an Atari. Yep. I was buried in the desert for 20 years. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so growing up, did you have a favorite game on your NES? I'm trying to think. Man, I had a bunch. Um, I mean, well, I didn't have a bunch of games, I guess. I had, you know, I probably had a dozen. And I just play them over and over again. Super Mario Brothers, obviously, Duck Hunt. Um, Duck Hunt was a good one because if you didn't, you know, if you didn't want to, if you just wanted to play for 10 minutes, it was it was an easy game just to, to put on and and uh, shoot some ducks and then turn off uh, if you didn't have a lot of time. Um, uh, we <laughs> this could be a whole nother topic uh, on its own, but my uh, for a couple Christmases, my mom bought me they were they played on the nintendo but they weren't nintendo licensed so i'm actually kind of curious how that worked out um but they were these uh these christian video games and it was like bible stories in video game basically it was like super mario brothers but with moses or noah or something else and then another one was more like zelda where you're um you're navigating like, this scary city with all these these sinners trying to get you or whatever. I don't remember, but um, I played the heck out of those too. They were, I mean, they were they were cheesy, but they were fun. They were they were they were well done for what they were. Um, you know, the '80s and early '90s, the uh, I, I guess the the Christian pop culture. They had uh, there was some money money in it, and you know they were putting out a lot of different trying to appeal to the youth. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was that's amazing. Um, I'd heard about those games. I've never met anybody who had said they played them. Oh man, I, I had them and I I played the heck out of them. Oh, that, that's cool. Yeah, I uh, I think I was reading somewhere. Yeah, basically that 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 happened because they broke the encryption on the Nintendo. And apparently Nintendo didn't care because it doesn't sound like they sued them or maybe they did. I don't know. I didn't hear anything um, about them, but. I don't know. I, there's a ton of documentaries on it. Um, I think what it was was Nintendo tried but failed, and I and it was um, the actually the game that that did it was there was a uh, the Tetris that we all played as kids. Remember, it was in a black cartridge and not gray. Huh. No. So that was released by um, not Konami. I don't know another company, but they broke the encryption. And that's why it was a black cartridge and not gray. Oh, that's um, interesting. And I think Nintendo took them to court and lost or something. Um, so was that was that because I, I remember playing Tetris more on and I didn't have one, but my friend did um, a Game Boy because that seems like where Tetris first was released. Is that or did was that like because Tetris came with the Game Boy? It seems like I thought for a while it did. Yeah, I had a Game Boy of Tetris. Um, yeah, so was, I think was it what it was? Was that like Nintendo after? Was, bought Tetris? Oh, okay, that. okay, that would make sense. I mean, if you can't beat them in court, throw money at the problem. Exactly. Can't beat them, join them, or buy them. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, that's amazing. Running through a town with the sinners after you—that's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had a, uh, I had a couple games that I just could never figure out. Like I, I'd play. Man, I'm trying to think of one of them. Well, I had a Mission Impossible game 
but it was based on this is before the movies. Um, so this is based on the uh, the show with with um, Peter Graves and but it was I think they in the 80s or 90s they had like a, a reboot show kind of it had had Peter Graves but it had new characters uh, I think it was kind of based on that I played that a bunch um, yeah then I had a couple games that I just couldn't ever figure out how to m- keep moving forward and you know quickly they just sat on the shelf and, and collected dust but uh i wasn't savvy enough to to get like the nintendo power magazines or anything like that um so i didn't really get get too deep into it oh yeah well yeah and i, I think that's one thing that um a lot of people don't realize is the the games back in the day were hard <laughs> like, oh yeah some of them were legitimately hard and yeah some of them were unbeatable uh, Teenage uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that one's pretty notorious for being unbeatable. I bought that. I bought that for my son for Christmas a couple of years ago, and it's uh, <laughs> you get you get uh, fed up with that one real quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that was one we rented from the grocery store, and it went back, and I wasn't sad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let some other sucker try to waste a weekend on this one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that one was uh, that one was rough. Uh, there was one. There was another one called Battle Toads. I remember. I remember uh, the ads was, for that. I, I never played it. Oh, that one was just like Ninja Turtles. It was ridiculously hard. I remember that was like in the back of comic books or um, like the, the back flap of comic books. They'd always have some kind of video game ad, and uh, that was one that was pretty ubiquitous for a for a period of time. Yeah, it was really popular, uh, but I thought it was hard. Yeah, but um, so what? What about you? Favorite video games from that era? Favorite games? Um, I mean, yeah, I like I said, I played the heck out of some Duck Hunt, and I know, and I loved the original Mario. I I did finally, I beat Mario, the one that comes with it, and I loved Mario Brothers two and three. Um, it fe- it feels like Mario Brothers two kind of gets forgotten about oftentimes. Yeah, well, it's the weird one. Because I'm, I'm, I remember three. I don't remember much about two. Like I know I played it, but I didn't have it. And uh... yeah, well, two was funny because two was that was one where you're like instead of jumping on on bad guys, you had to pick these vegetables and you threw the vegetables at the bad guys and they died. Maybe I didn't yeah. play this because I don't remember that at all. It, it is, it is super wacky. Um, the main di- so the main thing is it doesn't take place in the mushroom kingdom and it takes place in the land of dreams or something like that. And yeah, you threw vegetables and and you were you weren't fighting goombas and turtles, you were fighting um shy guys and these hopping birds and everything had a mask. And then um but it was a ton of fun and the other difference was you weren't trying to save the princess you you could actually pick which character you wanted to play each level with you could pick mario luigi toad or the princess and each one was different like luigi could jump higher the princess could float um, okay. toad was and toad was strong and um but then <laughs> i got all the way to the end and i finally beat this thing um and then the ending is Mario wakes up and it was all a dream. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Mario 2 was a weird one, but it was fun to play. And then outside of the Mario franchise, one of my favorite ones was my grandma gave me Castlevania, which was you know, really cool. You're playing as Simon Belmont and you're basically just trying to beat Dracula. Okay, I remember. I remember the game. I I couldn't remember the. I remember it was like the vampire thing. Okay. Yeah, and it it was funny though because you're like, your main weapon was a whip, so it was your Simon Simon Belmont sort of felt like a knockoff Indiana Jones. <laughs> Makes sense. But yeah, I I played the heck out of that one for a long time. I made it all the way to Dracula, but I never beat him. Wow. He was so fast. And you never called the uh, you never called the Nintendo hotline uh, to get the tip to how to beat him. I don't. Yeah, I no, I didn't think so because it just seemed like the tip was be faster. Oh yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. But looking back on it, there probably actually was. You had to stand in one corner and and do one thing just right and yada yada. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, love some Castlevania. You should uh, you should look it up on YouTube. I'm sure there's some kind of a thing about how to. And then you'd be like, oh, really? It was this easy the whole time. You're like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. So Castlevania, that's cool. Um, now, what about because you know we're in the era of uh, of lots of nostalgia memes and stuff, and every single one of them it seems like mentions Goldeneye. Were you a Goldeneye guy? Oh, yes. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, so, uh, well, because Goldeneye came out when you and I were college-aged. And so I went to college. My roommate had a Nintendo 64. And I got many, many Cs and Ds because I spent more time just whooping my roommate's butt at Goldeneye. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, we played the heck out of some Goldeneye. See, I never played it. Like the first part, especially those early first-person shooter games, gave me horrible, horrible uh, motion sickness. Uh, we had a, for a computer that we had, we had um, Castle. Wait, which one did we use? You, you were talking about Ca- Transylvania, right? Castle, Castlevania. Castlevania. We had Castle Wolfenstein, so it was like, oh yeah, you know, shooting Nazis. Um, and I had one for my Commodore 64 that was all like 8-bit and, you know, you know, up and down and pew pew. But this one was a first-person shooter one. And I tried playing it, and I would just get nauseous. So I never – I always stayed away from uh, from GoldenEye. And it's like, man, I feel like I should have took a Dramamine and, uh, and played through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then everyone's killing you because you're sleepy from the Dramamine. Right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's a bummer. No, everybody would be killing me because I was horrible at video games. I mean, that's I enjoy playing them, but I've never been good at them. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. I, I should, uh, for the record, I should probably correct what I said earlier. It Actually, I think my roommate whooped up on me more than I did on him for the, uh, <laughs> on, on GoldenEye. But it was still fun. Um, the funny thing is I'm not real into first-person shooters besides that one. But I think it was more that that one was because it it was more memories of me hanging out with my friends in my dorm room, you know, just laughing and having a good time. Oh, absolutely. You know, because this I think that was the best thing about GoldenEye. It was from this like it was from this time where they had invented game, you know, multiplayer games, but you still couldn't play them over the Internet. Right. So you had to actually like you had to be in the room be in the room with your friends <laughs> crazy <Right>. concept <laughs> well that's you know people talk people our age who are more into like uh pc gaming and stuff talk about like LAN parties and stuff um which wasn't something that i i ever did but you know like, yeah yeah you, you people bring their schlep their big uh pcs to uh somebody's dorm room or you know house or whatever and set up a set up a lan in in the house and you'd be playing games against each other on your own computer, but you know, you would be, you'd be all together still. Yeah, I think, um, well, yeah, I think I was, I think we were lower enlisted in the military when that was popular. So we were probably both busy with other stuff. <laughs> That's true. And not getting paid a ton and a uh, little bit of money that I did have went to, you know, yeah beer and other other things <laughs> went to the things that lower enlisted people spend their money on <laughs> right when you have when you live in the barracks you can eat at the at the, the dining facility at the mess hall and uh you know you don't have to pay rent it's it's really easy to to uh for that money just to disappear over the course of a of a good weekend <laughs> yeah definitely well this has been fun to uh kind of relive a little bit of nostalgia for for um, the good old days, for lack of a better term. Um, <laughs> you know, as with any nostalgia, I think it's uh, you know not not everything was great, but it was fun when you know when you're a kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't had to take a cartridge out and blow on it and put it back in for a long time. And and no matter what anybody says, that worked. You know, there was a thing going around a few years ago that oh, it didn't actually do anything. I think everybody. Everybody our age knows that 100% fixed the problem. Oh, absolutely. Blowing on the cartridge worked. You could shoot the dog. It was all true. (laughs) (laughs) This is the hill we are going to die on. 
<laughs> yep, this is the hill. <laughs> well, this is this has been fun, man. Um, I uh, yeah, looking forward to to more of these kind of conversations. But uh, if if anybody wants to, uh, if, if anybody has any feedback uh, for for the show for what we've done so far, uh, or or ideas for future topics, uh, a lot of it's going to be drenched in nostalgia. Uh, I, I think we uh, we have an Instagram account. It's uh, Adam and Kelly Talk Nerdy, and we have a Gmail account. Adam and Kelly Talk Nerdy at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from from any listeners. Have anything else you want to say before we wrap this one up? Um, just that I had a ton of fun and yeah, I'm open to feedback and, you know, looking forward to doing this again. And I think I've got all the, all the kinks worked out. It took a little bit of time to get, uh, the shows, um, published on, on uh, Google and iTunes. Uh, but it looks like they're, they're up there. If anybody's looking for the show and they can't find it at some podcatcher, let me know. Uh, then I can do that research and figure that out. Uh, Google Podcast is going away soon, so I'm going to have to work on that too, um, which is kind of a pain for me because that's what I use to listen to podcasts. So I'm going to have to uh, to uh, change change the way I do things. But uh, we are published on, on Skype. I'm sorry. We are published on Spotify. Um, but you should be able to find us at, at all the other podcatchers. Okay. Yeah, Spotify is what I use. Um, and actually, it's already suggesting this episodes to me from this podcast. Nice. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Talk to you later, man. Yep. Later. Bye. Theme music for this show is Destination Unknown by Audionautics.com. <laughs>